My name is Sophie. And I'm Abigail. We're researchers working on a project called Narratives of Home that looks at the lived experience of citizens living in different forms of state-delivered housing. In part one of the podcast, we talked about how people came to Blackburn Informal Settlement and why they've continued to live there despite the rough conditions. You might remember that many of the residents are there from the Eastern Cape and decided to move to Blackburn looking for work. This job search is the main reason why people decide to continue living there, despite really poor living conditions. However, with new development on the horizon, will the lives of Blackburn residents soon be changing? Welcome to part two of our podcast. The Cornubia development is one of a few mixed-use, mixed-income developments where the private sector and local government are working together in a joint venture to develop the land. Cornubia is called a mega-catalytic project and is expected to yield over 27,000 subsidized houses. There is a lot of discussion and expectation that Cornubia will be able to absorb those that need housing and also act as a catalyst for job creation, especially for residents of Blackburn. Blackburn is situated at the edge of the area demarcated for the Cornubia development. It is included in this plan as Cornubia Phase 2D. But is it realistic to expect that Cornubia will absorb all the people living in Blackburn and formal settlement? At this stage, it seems that the Cornubia development is facing some tough realities. Etigwini Municipality has bought most of the land where Blackburn residents live, with a plan to upgrade the area incrementally. And where upgrading isn't possible, they plan to relocate those families to Cornubia, with the intention that one day the entire Blackburn village will become part of the larger Cornubia development. However, some of the land is still privately owned by Tongot Hewlett. This makes development somewhat complicated. They have developed much of the upmarket Mklanga Gateway area and even the new airport. In Blackburn, they plan to develop affordable rental housing. At this stage, affordability is a challenge for Blackburn residents, so Tongat is proposing to run programs that would increase the affordability of Blackburn residents, or in other words, upskill them so that they can get jobs and afford the units when they are built. While this is a great idea, will people be willing to pay rent? And who's to say they will not be replaced by the next unskilled job seeker? And the other thing is what we've been trying to embark on now with this Ituba Centre. This is the Tongat Hewlett representative explaining what they have learned from working with the Blackburn community. We're saying, let's go to all these communities. I don't know whether we finished that. Let's go to these communities and find out because there are people here that they don't need a house. They're saying, listen, instead of you giving me a house, why don't you give me a job? Because this is what my home, my home is somewhere in Eastern Cape. After speaking with Blackburn residents and Tongat Hewlett representatives, it appears that one of the biggest challenges has been facilitating communication between developers, the municipality, and residents. Because of this, there seems to be a disconnect between the measures being taken to alleviate the problems faced by Blackburn residents and what the residents themselves perceive to be issues. There could be many reasons for the challenges with communication and participation. On the one hand, some may feel that Blackburn or Cunubia isn't their home, so conversations about its development aren't important to them. Or it could also be that they have little faith that anything is going to change, even if they do attend the meetings. It could also be because they don't know about the meetings or perhaps had to work or take care of children at those times. Based on what we know, organizing people in a certain space and time was extremely difficult in Blackburn. Despite this communication and participation challenge, the development of Cornubia has forged ahead. Aside from the communication disconnect, there are other complex development challenges faced by Blackburn residents. Firstly, provision of jobs. When it comes to jobs in the construction and security sectors, the allocation of these is handled by committees within Blackburn itself. For example, 
If a job seeker arrives on the construction site asking for work, it's highly unlikely that they will be employed because the construction company is expected to negotiate with relevant authorities for local labour. The local ward councillor will allocate these kinds of jobs within the community via the relevant committees. This is not unique to Blackburn. Committees are believed to allocate jobs with a politicised strategy informing their decisions, which leaves many residents in a difficult position to either align politically or face challenges looking for work. What happens is that teams hire people based on who they got along with, and if you don't get along with anyone, you are left stranded. Hey, a lot has changed. What I've now noted, there was a lot of committees before. But this CLO thing is new to me. CLO is a community liaison officer appointed by the employer who negotiates and allocates jobs through the committee. So now you can't go job hunting because you will not be hired anyway because you are from Chappas and only hire people from here who are in the book. Many residents refer to the one part of Blackburn as Chappas. The other part of Blackburn is called Boxer. Five months now, that's how long I think I've been here. I don't know a thing about this thing they're called working. But I hear people who apparently do this thing called working. I go look for work all the time though. I get here, I'm always told, but you know that you trappers people have your own system of getting employed. Whether you wake up and go searching for work is the same because you'll always end up back here. Things were better here before because a person could live here, go to gateway to job hunt and get work. Now we are at the mercy of other people, people who have the needed book. In addition to this politicised job market, the anticipated jobs available at the Cunibia development are not as plentiful as initially projected. Retailers and other businesses which move into the Cunibia commercial space bring their own employees with them. This means that there is only a small pool of additional jobs available to people living in Blackburn. The second developmental challenge is related to housing and the tensions between wanting to eradicate or upgrade informal settlements, the constitutional right to a decent place to live, and the costs and benefits associated with living in cheap and temporary accommodation. For example, there are a small number of residents who have grown up in Blackburn and, as bad as things have gotten, would be sad to leave. They feel connected to the place and have a sense of belonging associated with it because their grandparents have lived in Blackburn for generations. However, because they own their property, they are not being considered for relocation to Cornubia, but will rather be bought out by the municipality. They don't know where they will go. Yes, but um, right now we see development is trying to throw us out. Yeah. Is that, does, how do you feel about that? This is your family um, home. Very sore. Yeah. Very hard sore about yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. We have history. We know we've been here for a long time. And just to move away from here would be like, yeah, it's, it's not easy. There are also issues around housing allocation for Cornubia, and some question whether there is a clear or fair system in place for the allocation of housing. Yes, because there are people who've been here close to eight years but don't have a house. But there are people who've been here for almost four years and have houses. And why is that is? How can one who has been here for a short time get a house ahead of other people who've been here long? The narrative around housing allocation reveals that the allocation process may not take a first-come, first-serve approach, as one might think, leaving community members uncertain about how housing recipients are actually chosen. 
Another major housing challenge is around the benefit of living in an informal settlement, where you can save the little money that you earn. Because employment is limited and wages are low, the idea of living in a new place and having to pay rent or for services is not attractive to the residents of Blackburn. The vast majority of residents are living in the village purely to find work and make money. Many are responsible for sending funds back home to their families, so paying rent can feel wasteful to them, especially when the option to live in Blackburn rent-free exists. So even if your pay allows you to rent elsewhere, would you continue living in Konobia if it gives you what you need? I would stay here because I don't like paying rent. These housing issues aren't separate to the employment issue. They are linked. Because most residents are in Blackburn to find employment, they are willing to live in harsh conditions if it means being closer to work opportunities and living rent-free while they search. Many don't even care what job they are doing. Their primary focus is getting a job and receiving an income. As a result, moving out of their Blackburn shack and into a Cornubia house is not a priority for them. Coming here was search for greener pastures, not to relocate here permanently. I only came here because the situation where I am from forced me to move. Nor do I care about what kind of work it is, as long as I'm working, get some sense to buy bread and be able to send money back at home to my kids. I have a family, but I don't work. Can you see how I'm really suffering? Who is responsible for the people of Blackburn? And how can the community be supplied with what they need? And why does the government and developments like Cornubia focus so heavily on housing delivery when what people really want are jobs? The answers may not be easy, but it's important to ask the right questions and to keep asking them until a way forward reveals itself. Because for now, it seems like Blackburn Village, or at least the demand for free accommodation in the city, is here to stay. This research was commissioned by the Urban Future Center at the Durban University of Technology and was funded by NRF Blue Skies Fund. Thanks to those who assisted us in the field and with translation. Owetu Bendizi, Madudu Kumalo, Talita Mashedi, and Linda Laz. As well as Tongat Hewlett, Etiquini Department of Human Settlements, and the residents of Blackburn who shared their stories with us. Research was conducted by Sophie McManus, Abby Kemper, and Russell Flangwane. The podcast was produced and scripted by Candace McGregor and edited and mixed by Tristan Horton.